call up Pastor Byron and Becky, Pastor Becky, to share with us this morning. They have a word for us. Okay. All right. They're going to tag team. They're going to tag team this morning. But um, I'd like to, I felt that it was really important for us to pray a prayer of blessing over our leaders today. So if you just extend your hands, even virtually, um, Becky, could you come up for this? This is you too. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of uh, decisions that need to be made. Um, people are reaching out and there's just a lot of things going on. So we just want to bless our leaders. God, we bless Byron and Becky with wisdom, with the spirit of wisdom and revelation, God, in, dis- in regards to what to do and how to do it. Lord, we just pray for peace. God, we pray for joy. God, we just pray for your presence like never before in their home and in their lives. God, and we just thank you, God, that in the midst of the shaking, that they are on a firm foundation, God. And we bless them as our leaders of this church and of this family, this household of God. And we just pray for strengthening and encouragement and everything that they need, God, to fulfill their commission during this time. We, God, we thank you for those eagle eyes. Yeah, those eyes that look ahead and look above and can see what you're doing in the spirit realm and, and provide guidance and leadership in that way. So we thank you for that, God, for those eagle eyes in Jesus' name. We bless them. Bless their family. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So we thank you for today's service. God, we just pray that you would anoint Pastor Byron with just the, the flow of the Holy Ghost as he's sharing this morning, Lord. And words from heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Um, before I give a little message here, I wanted to... Just tell you a couple little things. Um, first of all, I want you to know that we're in good hands. Yeah, uh, we're in good. We're in the Father's hands. He's got us. He said He'd never leave us or forsake us. He's ha- he holds on to us even when we can't hold on to Him or we even don't want to hold on to Him. He's still holding on to us. Uh, we're also in, in, in really good hands with our, in this church. This church has been through some terrible seasons, uh, just terrible brokenness, terrible loss, financial loss, worse, loss of human life for people we loved. Uh, almost, we almost died once, all of us, in the building. We didn't realize how close we came uh, and you know, lost, you know, finance, we lost momentum, we lost moves of God. We, well, God has been so faithful. And so really what we're facing now, we, you know, we can, we have people who are, have been broken and people who have walked through the fire and came out the other end better. Amen. That They didn't come out bitter. They came out better. One thing I love about our leadership, and I really want to commend them, is, uh, Oh, I've heard the the elders at River Life are so laid back. They're just so laid back. Oh, they really are laid. But boy, when trouble comes, they run right to it. They that's when they really shine. It's when trouble happens. They stand up, and I have been so blessed with with that. So I want to thank them for for not running away and not being afraid, but running right to the right to the problem. And so they really shine when it counts the most, and that's what we want. We want people who, in the hour of need, you you can look to them and know that they're gonna they're gonna be there, and they're gonna they're gonna get the mind of the Lord one way or the other. Um, so it has been a little bit of a process to do this. Um, we didn't want to do this, obviously, but we really felt this was the answer the Lord gave us to do, um, and I was sad that that was the answer. But I had peace that this was the right answer. And the more the day went on yesterday after we made that decision early in the morning, uh, the more peaceful I came, became in my heart. Like I would have not had any rest yesterday at all uh, if we would have decided to try to have a regular service and try to work around the governor's, at that point, suggestion, which became a mandate last night that you cannot have no more than 100 people at one time. So I, I'm, I'm very, uh, I want to say I'm very pleased with the government 
as far as what they're doing, both on a national level and on a state level, that they're they're fighting and they're doing what they know to do with this thing. This and and, and the reason they're doing this, I, I looked at a graph last night, and the number of cases, you know, versus days for the United States, and they were comparing it to the same graph in Italy, and. That was nine days of, as of yesterday. We were exactly like Italy was on their ninth day. And they didn't respond fast enough. Okay? And that's why they, theirs just shot up exponentially. Our health care system, I'm, I'm just telling you some stuff. Our health care system, what they are saying, and they have pleaded with, with, the, with us personally. They have pleaded with us, don't have big meetings and the reason they're saying this is because the healthcare system are saying we do not have the capacity to handle a million people in a month. And that's what could happen. A million people in one month could come down with this thing and we cannot, we can handle a million people, we can handle a quarter of a million people over the next three or four months, but we can't handle a million in one month. We don't have the beds, we don't have the, the, the equipment, we don't have the the personnel. And so that's why the government is taking all these drastic actions. You may may know this, you may not know this. So I believe it's uh, the right thing for the church in America to respond like the church is doing. I really do. I believe it's the heart of the Lord uh, on a practical level, but there's also other spiritual reasons that uh, I want to share with you in, in a moment. So I got to say thank you for being here, everybody who's in this room right now. This is like the skeleton crew who came to make this work. Thank you. Uh, I was talking to De- Denise Moose earlier, um, and she was, we were talking about, like, like when we first started, like, wow, we, this would have been heaven on earth right here, man. <laughs> We'd have been so pleased to have this group of people back in the day uh, worshiping like this. Wasn't that worship beautiful? Uh, I know for some reason worship doesn't come through good, but it was very powerful in this room. It really was, and I'm sorry you couldn't be here to to sense the presence of the Lord, but it was really sweet. And so thank you, worship team, for coming and pouring your heart in this and not just getting up here going through the motions trying to do something, but really worshiping. So all that's so important. Um, I need some help this morning. So I'm going to have virtual help. I know the most uh, Pentecostal among, or amongst us are not in the room, so y'all going to have to come Pentecostal on me. <laughs> so um, I wasn't really actually scheduled to speak today. Um, actually, uh, Marlon was, and um, but I felt like it was the more appropriate that I did because of the situation, not that I'm anything special, but just because of the 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 place that God's given me, um, so that's why I'm up here, and so I, li- I, was, I like to have time uh, where my heart can be free f- from thinking about a message, okay, because the way I prepare for messages are all the time, you know, I'm constantly asking the Holy Spirit and, and, and um, thinking and you know, meditating on, on stuff. That's just sort of how it works for me, and then I th- sort of throw it together at the last minute. Uh, so I had this whole last week just really enjoying being with the Lord and letting my heart be free. Uh, and this stuff started coming up, and um, I was thinking, well, you know, you know, every, you know, we started talking about this Thursday morning, I think, is when we started, like, uh, we might need to be thinking about what's happening. So I came up with this really amazing plan, like, well, I'm just going to get me and Becky, and we're going to do an abbreviated message, because I'm thinking, I don't want to be thinking about no messages, Lord. And then I even said, and I'll get Marlon to help me to do something. That way, maybe I'll say a couple things, and uh, and then I'll be walking off happy, <laughs> you know. Sometimes uh, doing this is, is can be like a thorn. You know, Paul talked about he had this thorn. Everybody has a thorn in their life, and sometimes this can be. But I do, so, you know, yesterday I was, uh, had a lot of yard work to do, and then I thought, well, I'll just think about something, ask the Lord while I'm doing the yard work. Well, the neighbors kept showing up. I'm thinking, I don't want to talk to the neighbors, Lord. 
Uh, you know, oh, hey, we've never met you. Okay, hi, how you doing? It's good to meet you. Lord bless you. Yeah, bye. You know, no, 35 minutes later, uh, okay, come on. You know, Lord, get rid of them. <laughs> I'm sure y'all do stuff like that too. Then the other one, like, thank God Becky's here. She can talk to and, and I'm going to just slide off. Like, I've got to get ready for this message, but I've got to get rid of this mess I've created in my yard. It's going to take me hours to finish this. And so about 6 o'clock last night, I finally, Lord, do I have anything to say? Have you, are you talking to me? I need something. Just give me a little, a little bit maybe, a little bit. Anything, Lord. Just throw me something, a carrot, you know, to help me. And, and so, you know, I felt some things. The Lord was reminding me of something. I kind of tried to sit down last night and work on it a little bit and, I wasn't really feeling good about it. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Becky Marlin's going to have a whole lot more to say than me. <laughs> and, um, but, I mean, I got up this morning and worked out some and t- just tried to help my mind get clear. And, you know, the, the, I felt like the Holy Spirit really helped me. You know, I don't know. The way this thing works is I feel like I, it's like, you know, a musician would understand that. You know, when you're singing, it's like you hit the right tune. It's when I feel that, when I, oh, that's it. Yeah, you know, you hit that spot. You know, maybe a golfer would say, I hit the sweet spot, which I don't never get to do. But, you know, but when you do hit the sweet spot, the ball just goes, and it's effortless power, and you, and you think you're amazing for that one shot out of every round, every, maybe out of every three or four rounds, you know. But that's just the way this thing works. But, so I do have something I believe is from the Lord. Okay, I really do. I feel like this is something the Lord gave me to share with you this morning. And I really, uh, you know, ask the Father to let His voice come through. That's my, my desire always. But I, I really want to do this. I want to read the Scripture to you. It's Colossians 1, 13. It's just a beautiful Scripture. It says, He has delivered us from the power. He has delivered us. Not will, but has we are, have been delivered from the... Everybody say power. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. Darkness has a power. Right? Go to Costco. Go to the toilet paper hour. Darkness has a power. That's a manifestation of the power of darkness scaring people. We're not going to have enough toilet paper. That would be bad. And he, but that's not all he did. He conveyed us or he transferred us or he relocated us. He took us from where we were and he taste, took us into another. He conveyed us into the kingdom. And I love this, the kingdom of the son of his love. The kingdom of the son. It's Jesus' kingdom, the son that he loves. It's, it was a, a kingdom of love. So I want to tell you about this vision I had in 2012. Okay, and, and, you know, for you visionary people or people who tend to operate in the spiritual realm and the prophetic, one of the more, more discouraging things that can happen to you is for God to give you something, give you a word, give you a vision, give you a dream, give you something you know is from God. You try to release it, and it hits the floor in front of your face. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing it is not time to give it. You hear what I'm saying? And, and, or maybe there's a little bit that you can give, but you realize there's something more to this. So in 2012, I had this, this very powerful vision, and, and, and here's where the vision went. I saw the kingdom of darkness. I saw this darkness. When I say darkness, if you think about the darkest room you've ever been in, this darkness was, way, and it's hard to explain this, but it was way beyond that. It was a felt darkness. It was a darkness that literally moved and literally had its, has had its own energy. And, and it, it was absolutely full of fear. It was, I was, I was chilled to my heart. I had like, I don't know how to explain how afraid I really was. I was scared to death. I thought it, I thought this is it. I'm dying. I, I didn't know if I had not died and I had entered into, to, you know, passing through death. And, and it was very aggressive towards me. I could feel it coming at me. 
you know, like it was coming to get me. And I knew that, and, and there was these shadowy figures in this darkness, that they were very dark, that I could see that there was these demonic presence there that were there and they were moving. And as I was, you know, flipping out, gasping, all of a sudden I saw the king, this kingdom that I just read about, this kingdom of the son of his love began to manifest right. It was like on one side there's the darkness, on the other side this beautiful, beautiful light came at me. And again, it was not a, a light like we see light, it was just, it was, it's indescribable. The, the, the loveliness of it, the beauty of it, the atmosphere is amazing. The atmosphere is like a greenhouse that's full of oxygen and, and full of life. That's the way it felt to I me. Mean, it was just so full of life. It was so full of peace. It was so full of the presence of God. And there was a faith in there. That was powerful. I've never felt faith literally like I did in that moment. I had the faith of God in the truest sense. I had the faith of God. I wasn't operating like, you know, what we would normally consider operating faith. I literally had Jesus' faith alive in me at that moment and alive all around me. And I wanted to read this scripture it says, for in Christ Jesus, Galatians 5, 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. In other words, what he's saying is doing things or not doing things make no difference in Christ. Those are not the thing, they're not the difference makers. They're not going to change any. Whatever you do or don't do, that's really not the real issue of being in Christ, but it's faith working through love. This, this, there was love in that atmosphere that literally had an energy to it. That it, it had, it, you, you could feel it. Now, if you think about love, there's a term called crimes of passion. People do crimes. They kill people because they're jealous. See, love, it's a crime of passion. If somebody's in love with somebody, they don't love them back, they might do bad things to them. Or, or you'll do, in a positive, you, you know, you'll sacrifice many things for the person you love. Love is an action, okay, and, and love is energy. It literally is in the spirit, powerful energy, and it's really what causes our faith. So here I am, I've had these two contrasting things happening to me. I have this deep darkness that's fearful and, and, and afraid, and I have this other beautiful thing, perfect love cast out fear. So immediately I came into a place of absolute peace and joy, okay, and I said to the Lord, this can't be. There can't be both in the same, in the same place. And I heard the Holy Spirit says, yes, it can. And it's been like that from the beginning. And he said, Genesis 2.9. Genesis 2.9 says, in the middle of the garden, there was two trees. There was a tree of life. And there was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. The tree of life is the entrance into the kingdom. The tree of knowledge of good and evil is the entrance into the spirit, the, the kingdom of darkness. And so what the Holy Spirit was telling me, that they have always coexisted. They've always coexisted, and they will continue to coexist until the new heaven comes. And that, that darkness will be wiped off the earth. Um, you can read Ephesians. Paul really clearly states all that in Ephesians 2 about the prince of the power of the air. That's their, that world is still here. Are y'all following me? So, <clears throat> you know, as I thought about it, I had another vision. This would be like the, the third part of the vision. And in this part of the vision, I was in a locker room. I was at an NBA locker room. And I was standing in this locker room, and I saw that darkness from the kingdom of darkness that I saw earlier, I saw that cloud come in to that locker room. That's all I saw. And I thought, the devil's coming into the NBA. You know, that's what I thought. Well, let me just tell you this. Now, I'm telling you this because this is a, this is a sign from the Lord, I believe. In October of 2019, the general manager of the Houston Rockets tweeted out his support of the demonstrations that were going on in Hong Kong. 
they were demonstrating against China trying to come in. And he tweeted out support of that, and it created a firestorm in the NBA community because the government of China raised themselves up and began to oppose the NBA. What I didn't understand, and what a lot of people didn't understand at that time, China is a major market for the NBA. Um, there's more people in China that are fans of the NBA than there are in the entire population of the United States. There's probably 500 million people that are, they follow, they stream. It is a major income producer for the NBA. Suddenly, here's the NBA, you know, scrambling. They have a, a, a they scramble. But here's, here's the thing I want you to understand. There were prominent, and this is not speaking against, let me just say this, I'm not speaking against the NBA, and I'm not speaking against certain players or coaches, but there are prominent players in the NBA, very good athletes, amazing basketball players, and, and I think to some degree amazing people, and coaches who had been very vocal, listen to me, very vocal on their social media about some of the policies of Donald Trump, our president. Very anti going after him. Well, which is fine. I mean, okay, people can, we're America. If you can be anti. That's the beauty of America, right? And we need to give people permission and give them a right. We don't have to agree with them, but they have a right to state. And social media is a, as an avenue of speech. So I'm, I'm like, really, in some ways, I'm for that. I don't want to suppress that, okay? But here's the thing. When it came to the situation with China, they clammed up. And people questioned them. And you know what their response was? Well, we're athletes. Basically, this is their response. We're athletes, and we're not qualified to speak to these types of political things. Or do you hear what I'm telling you? That spirit was a political spirit. That's what the Lord was showing me in 212, that this, okay... I don't think he was talking about the, des the destructions or the bankruptcy of the NBA. I feel like that was just a sign from God for me to see. Because when it happened, I thought, oh, my gosh, this is what God was trying to show me. I never really understood it before that. Okay. Are y'all still engaged with this? All right. The next part and the last part of the vision was this. I saw the body of Christ. Okay. When I say I saw it, I just saw us. I saw people, human beings. And we were, we were beautiful. We were full of color. We were full of life. And we were, we were together somewhere. I'm not talking about river life. I'm talking about people in general. But there were, people, there were people in this room that were there that I saw. And there were people that I didn't know. Uh, and I actually saw some people who came here on Wednesday nights for the healing thing from other churches. Like, they were there. So it was all these different people, not part of, the, of a local church, but part of the body of Christ that were in that place. But then I looked and I saw all these people, people of the world. And they were gray. They were dark. Okay. And they were trying to get to us because they saw something on us. They were, but there was, there was a, there was like, it was like a, it wasn't glass, but it was like a glass wall was between us and them. And they couldn't get through that glass wall. Although there was a door, there was a door, one door that was there that you could go in and out of, but they couldn't find the door. The only way they could get to the door is one of us would have to go and show them the door, okay? But, that, but the thing that got me and the thing that I felt like God was really speaking to me about, there were people in this beautiful body of Christ. I saw them get up and walk to the door and walk out of the door, they walked out of the door, and they walked into the world. And over time, I watched these people, these beautiful people, these amazing people that were full of life and full of God. I watched the color begin to fade, and I watched them go from beautiful color and beautiful life to gray and dark, gray and dark. That's what I saw. 
Okay? So, here's what I want to tell you. Think about what has happened in the body of Christ over the last few years. Think about the exodus that has happened in the body of Christ. There's a whole generation has left the church. And that's what I was seeing. I was seeing the beautiful people leave the body of Christ and go out there into the world. I don't believe, many of them were not going out there to backslide. They weren't going out there to be rebellious. They were going because they were hurt. They were going because they were disappointed. They were going because they were disillusioned. They were going because the church wasn't what they thought the church should be. They were going for many different reasons. But what was happening to them without them knowing it, the world and the spirit of the world was beginning to attach itself to them and beginning to affect them and affect how they think, how they see, how they talk. And it was subtle. It didn't happen in a moment's time. It happened over a period of time. That was what, and folks, I'm telling you, that's what's been going on in our world for the past few years. You would have to be absolutely had your head stuck in the ground not to see there's something going on here that's not right. There's something going on here that's not right. Are y'all engaged with this so far? Woo, Lord help. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Now, here's what I want to kind of try to put this together to help you see something. When the Lord, in that first part of that vision, when he said, he said to me, this is the way it's always been. There's a kingdom of light and there's a kingdom of darkness. And he showed me Genesis 2, 9. This is what he said to me. The time is, is a time to begin to choose. Because it's always about a choice. We have the choice to be part of this body of Christ. Or we have the choice to be part of the world system. And what the Lord was telling me back then, and I believe it's for now, y'all. This is what I'm going to tell you. I believe the time has come where God is saying, this is the time. I, here's what I think. I don't know this. God hasn't told me this personally. But I think what's happening right here in this moment, we're talking to people virtually. Every church is talking to people virtually pretty much probably right now. God has used this thing that the devil has meant to kill people and destroy the economies of the world and hurt people. God has said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my finger and I'm going to hit the pause button on the church. I'm going to pause what you've been doing because I got some things to do in the church. I got some business to do in the church and I'm not going to be able to do what I want to do as effectively and quickly as I want to do it without stopping what you've been doing and get you out of your comfort zone and so you can begin to think about what's going on with you. And so I've allowed this thing To get my body, I want to get my body, I want to get my people, I want to get you into alignment with me now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how long we're going to have to keep adjusting. I don't know that God may want to really change us. They they were mentioning that in worship about a new wineskin. I am totally into that. Here's what the problem is. We want God to change things. We want the church to be different. And then God sticks the the pause button and we're accused of being fearful. We're not fearful. We're just trying to follow what the Holy Spirit's doing. It may not be conventional. It may look different. Are are you getting this? So I think, you know, God really wants to do something like that. I think he wants to position us. I, I really do. I feel, I have felt for months inside of me that God's stirring in me something in me. 
that God was saying to me, Byron, and I've preached some on this, about your inheritance, about walking in the blessing of God. That is not just to have good church. It's not just to have meetings. It's something greater. God is stirring. He's stirring something. And he's trying to get the people of God He's trying to get us in alignment with him now, trying to, to get us connected and finding something that we haven't found because we were happy with what God was doing. I've been very happy with what God's been doing at River Life lately. I pray he'll keep doing it. I really do. But I'll tell you this. If God has something better and greater, which I believe he does, you can count on me, and I think you can count on people sitting in this room and out there, many of them. We're, that's where we're going. We don't want to live in what was. We want to live in what God is doing. Let me read this verse to you. I want to make sure we pray for the sick, but I decided to do it at the end uh, because that's something the Lord told us to do every time we, join, we gather. And if we're gathering virtually, we're going to pray for the sick. Uh, let me read this. This is a, a world-famous scripture. Uh, isn't it interesting, I think, uh, about Purim, right? This virus shows up during this Purim feast in Israel where they can't even celebrate it uh, because uh, uh, Purim, you know, is something to be celebrated because it's a deliverance. And, of course, y'all, if you don't, let me just tell you a little quickie about the book of Esther. I'm, that's one of those amazing books in the Bible, right? That's one of the books, you know, like, I'm bored reading the Bible. The Bible's boring. You, you ever get there, like, ah, it's boring. <laughs> well, Esther's one of those books you can go read, like, wow, this is cool. This is great. This is amazing. I just love that book. It has so much beautiful stuff in it. And like Dean mentioned last week, it doesn't even mention the name of God in it. But God's all over it. It didn't have to mention that. You can see God's hand all, all right. Let me tell you, the first chapter, here's what the first, there was a there was a big party. And these Persians, let me tell you, that guy who was the king, he was a sex trafficker. He was a terrorist. He was one of the most evil and vile men ever. Don't think, oh, look at what, look at this. Oh no, these people were terrible. So he has this wife named Vashti. She's the queen. The women in that culture. Persian culture that day, they didn't hang out with the guys. The guys had their own party. You know, they had their own big man cave party constantly going, drinking and doing all. And he got loaded one day and decided, and evidently Vashti was a very beautiful woman. And, and he, wanted to, he was full of pride. Like, I'm going to show you all what kind of woman I got. He wanted to get her to pray her out. And she sent word to him, I'm not coming out there for to be prayed around like some harlot. You know? And, of course, he was offended Bad news, the poor thing about Vashti, she wasn't, she was, they didn't really, I don't know what she was, she wasn't Jewish, but she wound up being uh, kicked to the curb, basically, um, and they wanted to find a new queen, and there was a girl named Esther who was a Jewish woman, who was a young woman who was very beautiful, and so, so listen, Esther went through all this preparation, I mean, for a long time she was being pre prepared, all these anointing oils, I'm not sure what all that was naturally, but spiritually, God was working in her. I see God orchestrated all of this because God saw the future. He saw that there was a man named Haman who was going to try to destroy the Jewish race. And God knew, listen to me, y'all, God knew that Jesus Christ was in the womb of that Jewish race. And God was going to protect that seed at all costs. And so he, he, made, he just said, well, it's just going to happen. I'm going to orchestrate it. It's not that Vashti's a bad person. She, I just need her out. I need her out because she will not save my people. I've got to raise up somebody that's going to save my people. And so that's why a lot of, I've even heard people say, that ain't right what God did allowed to happen to her. If that wouldn't have happened, I don't think we'd be here today. Because I don't think the womb, the womb of God was carried in these human beings, these Jewish people. And what God wanted to birth to save all people, was they were carrying it. And so the day came, she became the queen. Esther did. And 
and she she had an uncle named Mordecai or or a cousin. I'm not sure exactly. That's there's debate. It was either uncle or cousin, but he was he was sort of like her father to her. He was her mentor. He was her advisor. And he also just happened to be the guy that really made this guy, Haman, who was like the number two man, like the vice president, mad enough where he wanted to kill all the Jews over Mordecai. And Mordecai sent word to Esther and said, Esther, you've got to go to the king and because and, we've got to fix this thing. At least the Jews will all be killed. She sent word back to him like, if if you go to the if you go to the king without him inviting you, he could possibly kill you over it, because he was a terrorist, he was a vile man, and so you didn't come into his presence unless he wanted you in his presence. And and so she she was reluctant. She was reluctant to go. She was reluctant to take her place as the queen. She was holding back. She was afraid. It was going to cost her something possibly. Are you getting what I'm saying? Esther is a type of the body of Christ. Listen to this. Esther is a type. She's been prepared. She's been raised up for the very hour, hour that she was in. Everything about what happened to her was orchestrated by God for the situation that was coming. It was her time she was scared. It was her time she got offended and left the body of Christ. It was her time she didn't like what was happening, so she left. Are y'all hearing this? We've got a lot of Esthers out there. We've got a lot of beautiful people out there that are no longer with us. I'm not talking about just us personally, but we have some of those. I had somebody tell me, Byron, I see you every week. And I looked at them and said, but I don't see you. They've separated themselves. I have a friend, a dear friend that's amazing, separated themselves. Has loved the body of Christ her entire life as a believer. Has served it no longer. No reason. There's many of those out there, y'all. Many. Some of them may have legitimate reasons. I'm not, this is not judgment. This is not condemnation. This is not about going to church. This is about the time we're in, y'all. God is calling to Esther. He's calling the church. Listen to what, this is, a, this is the famous verse, Esther 4.24. This is what Mordecai told Esther when she, she was scared, when she was reluctant. He said, if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. In other words, he was declaring something. He was saying, God is going to save these people. He's going, that man knew something. He was walking in revelation. He was carrying a word of the Lord in him. God's going to do it. Esther, you have an opportunity to be that person. You have the opportunity. If you don't do it, God will find somebody else. He will get somebody that's willing to go in there to that king and risk their life to save those people. Risk everything to save those people. He said, but you and your father's house will perish. That's pretty serious. That's, that's a harsh word. See, a lot, of these, a lot of our friends are perishing spiritually. They don't know it. That's what I was seeing. You see what I'm saying? They are becoming more and more worldly. Spiritually speaking, they're perishing. They, they, they will go to heaven. I believe they'll still go to heaven. They'll still be loved. They'll still be cared for. God's not angry. But they're slowly perishing. They're slowly drying up and they don't even know it. They would convince, try to convince you they're not, that they're thriving. They're not. You cannot thrive in this earth without being in the place, the body of Christ that God has ordained for every believer. You hear what I'm telling you? And this is no plea to join the church. Believe me, this is not about river life. This is about the hour we live in. We live in an hour where God is saying to Esther, Esther, you've been in revivals. Esther, you've studied the Bible. Esther, you've been prayed for. Esther, you have been downloaded on over and over and over. You're the queen now. I want you to stand up and start being the queen. 
He's calling us to be the queen. He's calling the church to stand up in this hour and begin to speak and begin to heal and begin to make a way for God to move in this earth the way he really wants to. I I really believe this with all my heart. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such, such a time as this. That's such a beautiful word for such a time. Who knows? That's what he was saying. This is your time. Who knows? This is maybe all this is for him. It was maybe for us. We know it was her time. We were looking back in history. You know, at that point, uh, we, we, they didn't know how this thing was going to go. I believe Mordecai did. He didn't know this. He knew for sure God was going to deliver him. He didn't know if Esther was going to be successful. In other words, what he was saying, who knows? Esther, you may go to him and he may cut your head off. You may get your head cut off. But this is your hour regardless. And I believe this is the church's hour. I really believe it can be our hour. I believe God wants to do something a little different with the body of Christ in America. I really feel, I don't know exactly what this looks like. I don't have any practicalities on it. But I believe God really wants to call the church to be Esther right now and begin to do something, begin to be the salt, begin to be the light that he promised us would be. Listen, y'all, if it's just about whether we get to do church on Sunday morning, what in the world have we been doing all these years? I didn't give my life up to just to do church on Sunday morning. And when we can't do it the way we normally think, have I, do I feel like this is defeat? No. If it is, then I have wasted my life on something I should have never wasted it on. Are you hearing me? And I'm, I'm, please don't take this hard. This is an appeal. I mean, I'm appealing this morning because I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit was telling me all those years ago. This is going to happen. This is going. This is. That's why the NBA thing to me that was just a sign. That wasn't for me to do something about the NBA. He was just saying, Byron, that's a sign, so you'll know. So you will know when this stuff starts happening. You'll know the time has come. The time has come for this body of Christ to rise and become the body that she was meant to be. And whatever that looks like, I don't know. I'm not going to try to do anything. I'm just going to follow Jesus. But here's my thing I wanted to say to you Esthers out there. You know, to all of us really, us Esthers that have stayed connected to the body of Christ. I think God really wants to adjust us. I'm talking about me too. I feel like I've been in an adjustment period. I'm adjusting you, son. I'm releasing different things in you now. I'm adjusting you. I want to reposition you. I want to set you in motion. I want to get you moving. I want to, I want to do something. And I need you. I'm looking for you. And it's like the Holy Spirit was Mordecai in a sense in that thing, in that story where he was speaking to Esther. It's like the Holy Spirit speaking to Esther. Like, you got to, Esther, it's time, to, it's time to be the queen. It's time to get set in motion. You're not just going to sit there and live a life of luxury. And so, you know, what, what I want to say to the people who've disconnected themselves, listen, if we hurt you, we're sorry. If we disappointed you, we're sorry. You know, if we intentionally did something to you that pushed you away, forgive us. We're just like you. We're just in a mess. We have, our life is messy. We're, we're scrambling and trying to figure this thing out ourselves. We didn't mean to push you away. We're sorry if we have let you down and disappointed you. We're sorry. But Jesus hasn't let you down and disappointed you. And you're, it's time for you to, to come back to the body of Christ. Not just river life. Come back to the body of Christ. Join yourself. Come back and get a new vision and a new dream from Jesus. And let God begin to use you to be the Esther that this world desperately needs. Whatever that looks like. And I think this is your opportunity. It's our opportunity. It's my opportunity. Because God has said, hey, Let's hit the pause button, body of Christ, in America and other places, in North Carolina, in Ardell County, in Mooresville, 
Let's hit the pause button, guys. Let's, and now let's take advantage of this, y'all. Let's say, oh, okay. Maybe it's time for us to do some things different. Maybe, maybe we need to ask Jesus, like, maybe we could do this a little different. Maybe you're saying, I want you to do it different. More importantly, maybe he's saying, I want you to be different. I just, if you'll just be different, you'll do different. I don't know how you be different. There's only one way. It's Jesus, make, let you be the bee. You're the bee. But I tell you, if, if he's saying be different, he'll say, I'll come be the different in you. If, but you've got to let me. You've got to decide to let me. And so if there's people that are offended and hurt and you need to go come work it out with whoever, wherever in this world, please do so. Because I don't, I'm just saying we need you. The body of Christ is not complete without all the members. We desperately need you. We desperately need you. You may have something to say that we need to hear. You know, you have a voice, and I believe your voice is important, and I believe your presence, your presence, let me say, your presence is important. Your presence. This morning, I love this worship, I love it, but you know what I really miss? I miss the presence of everybody else, the, the children running around, uh, the old people, the watching people worship, watching them up here at the front. I miss all that because... I need to be with them. They need to be with me. We need to be together. We can't be right now. We're doing it virtually, but for those of you who've been doing it virtually for a long time or you, and you don't, and listen, I get if you are disabled or you are in a situation where you can't, that's, that's a whole different story. That's, that's why we did this, this streaming thing is to reach those who couldn't be here. But we didn't do it to try to create a following and trying to create a, some people out there who are not connected. We want them to be part of the family and family that can touch and love and, and be there for each other. So that's sort of my plea, and I think that's the word of the Lord for us. So Esther, I'm asking you to rise up now. I'm, I'm calling out to you like Mordecai. And I hope you are hearing not just my voice this morning. I, I hope you hear the shepherd's voice, that he's looking to gather his people. And, and that's really what he's doing right now. I want to gather. That's what Jesus said, um, you know, the, his last thing he said to his last message in, in the temple in Matthew 24. I long to gather you. That's what he said. I long to gather you. Under my wings like a chicken gathers her little chicks. That's Jesus talking. To gather you together. That's his heart. That's his heart for the body of Christ. We're seeing exactly opposite right now, but he has a purpose in it. And I think there's going to be a great gathering. I believe there's going to be a great end gathering because there's these people out there who never have found that door. And we're going to go and tell them, show them people, here's the door. He's the door. And we can take you through him and you can gather with us. Amen? All righty. Thank you, Lord. Becky. <laughs> Becky, Becky and Marlon are going to lead us uh, in um, prayer for the sick also because uh, I'm tired. <laughs> that was good. That was really, really good. Um, I've really felt something on that too about Esther, um, that we're being called for such a time as this. And I think the only thing I'm really feeling, I'm not going to add much more, is... You know, we it's really a, a time we can really love our neighbor as herself. Um, I mean, it was unusual for neighbors to come out yesterday. I knew that was going to happen. It always does when there's some kind of, you know, catastrophic thing going on. People start needing to connect. And it's such an opportunity for us to give, bring peace to people because we're not afraid. I, I just really don't feel afraid at all. Um, but I really have felt that love, love your neighbor as yourself. And that's really part of why we did this is because we felt like, I mean, it's interesting. Um, our inclination was, oh, we're not afraid. We're going to meet. That was our inclination all through the week. And, um, but you know, this is really funny. Our children started pounding us and unusually so, I mean, Kara was pounding us, um, I mean, she was sending messages to us, like, I mean, like, full-blown messages, like, this is a time for the church 
to do something different, and it's okay. And I was like, wow, I mean, we're just getting this. I mean, it was really, and I felt like at that point, we let our guard down to hear an outside perspective of people, you know, and it's good, and it just made me realize, well, yeah, this is the way we love our neighbor is by keeping everybody safe, you know, and and I want to encourage everybody to really take it. I mean, I mean, we're believers, and we have faith, and we're so used to walking in faith and, you know, trust in the Lord, but people out there don't have that, and so it, it really shows our love by respecting, you know, the social distancing and things, of being careful about that because, it's really not hard for us to do this and, and, and to be respectful. I just want to encourage you with that. I mean, that is kind of a motherly thing. It's not that we're afraid. We're just loving our neighbor. And, um, and so I really feel that. And it's just a way for us to just really send that message. And, and we are called for such a time of this as this. And I think it's good. The other couple of things is I think it's a good time to keep on decreeing and declaring you know, what the word says and not what agreeing with the enemy, any of that stuff out there, because we can just, we've got a weapon. We have weapons of warfare and it's the word of God. And I hear, heard Bill Johnson say that. And I agree with that. It's just Psalm 91. There are lots of Psalms we can stand on and let's do it because it's, uh, it releases into the atmosphere, even to the world. And, um, I just really believe that and say, amen. So Marlon. Oh, there's one more thing I want to tell you. This is really, really interesting. I've told this to a few groups, but if you've not heard it, you can come. It's the evangelical world put out a prophetic word here not long ago. And, you know, they're not, I don't know them to give out prophetic words. Okay, this was the wild at heart guy. What's his name? John L. He put out a prophetic word. It started with his own circles. Uh, He started feeling like, there was a spirit of death at work around. It started with him feeling like he needed to end his ministry. Yeah, he felt like he just all of a sudden started feeling like he needed to stop. And then he started, his wife went in for a simple surgery. He started having this feeling like she could die. Come to find out, circles around him started having that same feeling. And she even felt that herself. Um, and then it's just started going on, and they felt like lots of people were feeling this thing, like ending relationships, random divorces, people wanting to be cut off from the body of Christ. Same thing Byron was preaching. It was more than just death. It was a spirit of death wanting to end things. And I kind of have suspected that this whole thing that's gotten out has been to stop what God's wanting to do in the earth. It is to stop the momentum that's happening in our United States right now. And they, the Lord, gave this, uh, this particular group a strategy of prayer. And I love it. We should love it here at River Life. It's for the release, more of a release of the river of life that is flowing from the throne of God in the book of Revelation. That it flow wherever it goes, it brings life. You know, it even gets into the Dead Sea and things, it brings life there. And so that's my prayer today is this release the river of life into our nation and into the nations of the world, earth. We should care about the whole world at this moment because people are suffering. So we just declare and decree that a release of the river of life into our nation and the nations of the earth that brings life wherever it goes. We receive in that this morning, only you can breathe new life. Say amen. That's some preaching right there. Mercy, Lord. Thank you, Byron. That was really powerful. And Facebookers is the African. I'm here to tell you something. So I'm just going to read this real quick. Some that the Lord gave me during worship. Um, and this is from Deuteronomy 4. You know, starting from, uh, I mean, sorry, Deuteronomy 6, starting from verse 4 through 7. It says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving to you today. 
Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you are on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. What I just heard the Holy Spirit say, it's declare what you hear from the Lord. Declare what you hear in the word. Because the word itself reveals what is actually happening in the spirit realm. And this power that is carried in that word that you read. Because in that word, it's life. Okay? And it's spirit. And it's life for us. And it's spirit for us. And it's water for the people that surround us. So that's what I hear the Holy Spirit say. Declare the word of the Lord. Declare when you wake up. Declare when you go down to sleep. On the road driving, wherever you are, it doesn't matter. Just whisper and just say the word of the Lord. You know, Psalms 91, scream it out. Psalms 23, scream it out. Amen. So I just want to encourage you, folks at home, declare the word of the Lord. Okay? Declare the word of the Lord. So I'm just going to pray for the sick. That's all I have to say, Byron. No more. Yeah, son. You're going to help me? Mama is back. So, so if you're there at home, you know, wherever ailments you're having, if I get walls or not, Luis, if you get walls or not, please come up here. Yeah. Come up here, Luis. So, so my friend, yeah. if you get walls of knowledge, yeah. okay, we're going to speak those out. So wherever you are, yeah. if you can hear my voice, lay your hand in any part of your body that aches, that has pains. You know, lay your hand on your head. Get some oil if you need to. Okay? And pour oil over your head. <laughs> yes. You know? So, Father, we just thank you, knowing that in the spirit there is no distance whatsoever. And, Father, the anointing flows everywhere. The anointing flows everywhere. And right now we speak life into people. Which we speak life, Father. We speak life and life and life, Lord. We just speak healing. Because we know by your stripes, Jesus, we were healed. So presently, that provision has already taken place. So we stand and say, manifest healing in these bodies. Manifest in the minds right now. Exactly. By in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. Here you go. We just speak to every demonic entity that's gotten involved with these bodies. And we tell you, you must loose in the name of Jesus. We declare the blood of Jesus. We declare the full finished work of Christ over these bodies. Our heritage is healing. And we just receive it now. We receive it in our bodies. In the name of Jesus, every person in the sound of our voice, healed, saved, healed, delivered in the name of Jesus. Jesus. By his stripes, we were healed, and we, de- we declare it to be so, to manifest now in Jesus' name. We say no more, no more spirit of infirmities. Leave, leave our people alone. Deliverance, deliverance, leave our people alone. Spirit of infirmity, loose now, loose from our people in Jesus' name. Strongholds, go in Jesus' name. Demonic entities loose from our people now in the name of Jesus. You have no right. You're trespassing. It is as children's bread to walk in full health. And we declare it to be so in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. 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 Señor, te doy gracias porque allí donde están mis hermanos hispanos, tu Espíritu Santo está fluyendo yeah, con on. poder. Come en on. el nombre de Jesús, hoy me viene Espíritu de muerte. En el nombre de Jesús nos levantamos en el poder de Jesucristo y declaramos los aires abiertos sobre cada hogar hispano. Ahora en este lugar, en esta iglesia, en esta nación, en los Estados Unidos de América, Woo! declaramos que Jesús es Rey. En el nombre de Jesús. In the name of Jesus, there, if you're home, put your hand 
in that area where you're suffering. Yeah, come on. Father God, we pray right now the spirit of infirmity must obey your voice right now in Jesus' name. That's right. The Bible says that you've given us authority to trample upon every serpent and scorpion the power of the enemy. Right now, Lord, we decree and declare that this virus will not have entrance in our homes, that the blood of Jesus covers our homes, that no child, no elderly person, no one from this congregation will suffer the effect of the coronavirus. We declare that Jesus is king, and he, he paid the price. That's By it. his stripes, you're healed. That's right it. now, I feel some people with diabetes at home. You do not need to be afraid of this. People with heart problems, you do not need to be afraid of this. The Lord is holding you up. He's right there with you. Right now. Come on. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Yes. Ahora mismo, Señor, hay gente que tiene diabetes. No temas, dice el Señor. Yo estoy contigo para librarte. Estoy contigo para sanarte. Gracias, Señor, por tu presencia. Te adoramos, Señor, te bendecimos y te exaltamos, Rey de la gloria. Tú eres digno, Señor, de nuestra alabanza y nuestra adoración. Tú eres digno, Señor. Gracias, Padre. Misericordioso. Mm. Sí, Señor. Right now, say in the name of Jesus, the coronavirus, you must bow. Yes. You must bow at the feet of Jesus. You must bow at the name of Jesus. The name that is above all names. So coronavirus, we speak to you. We command you in the name of Jesus to die. To die in the name of Jesus. Every sickness, bow down to the name of Jesus and completely be gone from the body. For you have been conquered by the King of Kings. You have been conquered by the King of Kings. And I just say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, we love you. We love you, Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. We ask you to manifest yourself at the homes. That you flow like a mighty river. Like a mighty river. That you will overcome the flood that has come from the enemy. That the river of life that flows from the throne of the Father. Which is the Holy Spirit river. Let it go and branch out into streams. And let it go beyond into the United States. To every home. To every nation, Lord, across this earth. We declare. We declare in the name of Jesus. Manifest yourself, Holy Spirit. In the fullness of your power. In the fullness of your power. Yeah. Oh, Señor. In China, William, Virginia, in Argentina, los hermanos en Argentina que están mirando. En el nombre de Jesús enviamos la palabra de Cristo sobre ti. Y declaramos que la sanidad llega a tu casa. Que el virus no va a tocar tu hogar en el nombre de Jesús. No temas, dice el Señor. Do not be afraid, says the Lord. Do not be afraid. Do not bow to fear. Woo, yes, Lord. My love has the power over this thing. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just say the church has complete authority over this virus. And we need to walk in it. We need, we need to keep declaring and decreeing because the church has authority. The church has authority over this virus. So keep declaring and decreeing. And at home on Facebook, we really want you to comment because we need to know you're out here. We need to know what you're feeling and sensing. So please comment on your pages so we know that you're here with us. Because we feel you here with us. We're feeling it. There's no time or space in the spirit. So we're really actually sensing you here with us. And we just believe that. So we just right 
right now in the name Ahora, of Jesus. En el de Jesús. Stand up where you are. Párate Stand up where you are right Párate now. We take authority Tomamos as a church in the name of Jesus over the Jesús. coronavirus. We declare el, el, el that you're void, you're dead, you no longer have muerto, a you take down to nothing, Ahora, to zero. You have no authority any longer. We take authority. The blood of Jesus, we declare the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, every chain broken right now, right now, right now, in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, that demonic entity bow to the name of Jesus. We send you back to where you came from. We send you back to the pits of hell where you came from, and you will not prosper. You will not prosper. You will not prosper any longer. Any longer. You are done. You are done. You are finished. You are finished in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Gracias, Señor. And I want you to mark on your Facebook page your Marta prayer, ahí. your decree. It's our, our weapon, our weapon are our words. Our weapon is the word of God. Es la palabra de Dios. I just want to end with this. Quiero terminar con esto. That I just feel in my heart and my spirit right Siento now. Mi corazón y en mi espíritu. A Holy Spirit is saying this. Escucha al Espíritu Santo decir esto. Sons and daughters rise up. Hijos e hijas levántense. The Father calls you for sons and daughters of the Most High God. El Padre está llamando a los hijos y las hijas. Come out from your disappointments. Levántate de tus desilusiones. Come out from your hiding places. De tus lugares difíciles. For the love of God is greater. Porque el amor de Dios es mayor. And His love is wooing you back in. Y su amor te está llamando. And bringing full restoration to your heart. Te va a restaurar. That you may rise again to your royal place. Because you are royalty. And the Father says, walk as such. Because you are royalty. Because you belong to the Father. Uh -uh. Just say this in the name of Jesus. And we all say it. Amen. Amen. So be blessed at home. And do not fear. Y no tengas miedo. Porque el perfecto amor de Dios echa fuera el temor. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. El Señor and te keep bendiga. You, calls his face to shine upon you. Te dé paz. Amen.